welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast, where each week we review uh, shows from Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. We also bring you interviews with wrestlers, trainers, and trainees from Wrestle Strong Dojo. As always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Elliot. Uh, I hope you guys did well and you didn't eat too much turkey and uh, desserts over the period. The thing is that with Christmas is that um, eating too much is sort of part and parcel of the deal when it comes to Christmas. So unfortunately, I fell into that trap once again. Hey, guilty as charged. 100% and I look forward to it. Cheat day? Ha! You're talking about a cheat week here. But uh, not only did I get to indulge in the desserts, but uh, I did indulge in the latest episode of WrestleStrong Dojo on Fight TV. Yes, it was episode 12, Champion versus Champion. Uh, very enjoyable show, this one, um, especially considering the festive time of the year. It was quite, um, quite a nice little present, this one. Yeah, and this one you didn't have to uh, unwrap. You could just sit down and watch on your device any way you do through your app. And uh, I managed to find some time by myself to sit down and enjoy it away from the family. So it was very good. Yeah, so I think, um, how about we get into it now, unwrapping this nice little gift, and we start the show with a promo from the headliners, um, talking about their finisher, by the sounds of it, obviously, um, probably not safe for them to be using the name that they would want to go with it, I'm guessing. A bit more politically correct, and more of a, I think, how people would like standards and practices, really, way to say it. Um, as in our old friends from ECW and WCW would like to say. Uh, yeah, no, they did chat about the ways they've got to beat you and uh, apparently they're going to make you Eater Richard. Yes, Eater Richard. Um, you know, really interested to see what this uh, Eater Richard is in. Um, at the end of the episode, we actually see that we're possibly going to see a preview of it um, in next week's next week's episode when we see them um, take on the Mystic Nation. Yeah, but uh, that's, I think that's getting ahead of ourselves at the moment. Uh, I'm really enjoying the, the chemistry between Banjo and Jake Gibson. Who would have thought that uh, these two bros could come together as they do? They, they look like they're going to take the tag team uh, division by storm. Yeah, look, I'm definitely enjoying their chemistry um, outside of the ring inside of the ring when they're or whenever they're near the ring you know i might talk about this later not particularly a fan of it but we'll get to that later and then after the promo from the headline as we get a ooh, little bit of mysterious uh, japanese wrestler wow now other than the uh ingring stuff this was uh the highlight of the episode for me i love this promo we've got mystique we've got foreign language we've got direction who is this guy i don't know but damn it i want to find out this this looks great i'm this is the most excited i've been for a um the wwf would have called it a vignette back in the day uh we know these pretty much in today's wrestling vernacular as a introductory promo uh, i like it i'm loving it and I need, not want, I need to know more about this guy. Yeah, very, um, very mysterious. Um, you know, my Japanese isn't the best. I mean, luckily I've got my brother who lives in Japan, so I can sort of lean on him if there's anything that comes on where I'm unsure what they're saying. He'd be more than happy to translate for me. 
But um, yeah, very, um, you know, both you and I, we're, we like our anime. There was a bit of an anime feel to it. So that's probably why I'm, like you, pretty excited to see um, where this goes. Yeah, it, I had a, a feel of uh, like an Evangelion feel, like, like a, a Dragon Ball or a One Piece or a Death Note kind of feel. Just it, plus you put into that with the seriousness of it, it's, it's like a New Japan, like, like a like a Noah, like a Just Tap Out, just something to really sink your teeth into. I'm, I want to find out more. Yeah, definitely. Um, hopefully we get to see a little bit more. Obviously talking about their rumble on the rig, we're going to see a few of these promos throughout the show. Um, after that, we see uh, Mystic Jess talking to, uh, talking to her dragon. Yes. Um, a little bit different take here. The good thing about, um, about WrestleStrong Dojo is we do see there's a lot of hard-hitting action, but it's almost like a, a, it's a good buffet. There's a little bit of everything for everyone. So we've gone from the, the last mysterious kind of character into Mystic Jesse, which is a bit more light-hearted, if you will. So we get to see a little bit different, a little bit more colour in this uh in this style so showing uh, with her dragon i guess she's a dragon trainer even though mystic nation i'm not sure where that is possibly next to parts unknown <laughs> after that we then see a promo from alex irvine um you know talking about how some of the toughest competitors that he's actually had in the ring has been from the uh the woman in Wrestle Strong Dojo. Um, and he's what he's talking about here is he's actually Alex is a nice guy, wants to help everyone out, and it seems as though he's wanting to do Mystic Jess a bit of a favor by helping her out in the hope that maybe uh she can maybe, you know, defeat someone like a Jake Gibson. Yeah, um look, Alex, as we now know, former champ, poor bugger, uh fighting champion. We, we all know, every, every one of you listeners know that uh, the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast are fans of Awkward Alex. Uh, never shirked any, any of his duties, albeit in the most interesting ways that he would. Uh, and yeah, I, when he talks, I listen. Uh, sometimes I have to listen, turn up the volume because let's face it, he doesn't speak in the loudest volume. But I love seeing Alex on the TV and uh, hey, Looking forward to this match directly after that promo, which we had Alex versus uh, Miss, Awkward Alex Irvine versus Mystic Jazz. Yes, and you're right. That was the next match. Uh, the match going eight minutes, 45 seconds, which saw Alex Irvine, um, as you mentioned before, um, his first match without the strap around his waist. Um, he was able to pick up this victory by submission. And I just want to touch on something too. You mentioned before, talked about um wrestle strong dojo providing all these different um elements of wrestling for different kinds of people um i've got to say this particular match i absolutely loved um you know wrestling one of the things i love about wrestling is is that you know you've got all these different matches and obviously not every match is going to be for everybody um you know, I'm going to use a match as an example. I don't know if you remember, Sean, there was a match a few years ago where it was a Will Ospreay versus a Ricochet. And it was a match that was 
talked about. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone had different opinions. A lot of people had bad things to say about it, good things to say about it. At the end of the day, for myself personally, I absolutely loved that match. Uh, provided me with entertainment. Uh, as I was watching, I was like, what are these guys going to do next? I sort of knew what to expect from them, knowing the kind of wrestlers they are. Um, so that's why that's uh, one of my favorite matches. And it was the same with this match. Alex, I know what to expect from Alex. Mystic Jess, I've seen her in the ring in action. I know what to expect. And it was just a really fun match. Lucky enough to be there live. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you're saying. And I, I remember vividly the uh, the match you were talking about between uh, Will Ospreay and Ricochet. Um, yep, sometimes it, with pro wrestling, um, people can get very heated about what they like to watch and what they don't want to see. Um, but as I said, a lot of it comes down to, well, even ice cream. Hell, I, you can say you love ice cream, but some people love chocolate ice cream. Some people love vanilla ice cream. Mm. People love strawberry ice cream. Russell Strong Dojo is doing their best uh, Baskin and Robbins impersonation and giving us all the different flavors. So it's no stress for me. Is it my personal favorite kind of match? No, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be there. And I enjoyed watching the match too. Uh, very reminiscent of uh, the hurricane. That reminds me of Alex Irvine. Do, did I think that the Hurricane really believed that he was a superhero? No. But did he use that persona to his advantage in the ring? Hell yeah, he did. And that's what we see out of Alex Irvine. Yes, he can be awkward and clumsy and funny. But those holes that he's using, they're legit. The way that he puts his uh, opponents in that spot, that's legit. And that's why I love to watch his work. Well, exactly. Um, this match... Something I haven't seen from Alex in the ring, um, the way he picked up this victory was the submission. Um, I did not expect to see that from Alex. Um, but as you said, you know, like he'll put a hold on you. That's a legit hold. And that was a legit hold that he was able to get the victory with over Mystic Jess. Yep. And that's it. He's a pro. He's a, he's a the longest reigning junior heavyweight champion for a reason. So good match. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Can't put it over enough. Yeah. Also, the the crowd were heavily into it. Um, you could hear it while watching it on the Fight TV app. Um, but as I said before, watching it live uh, definitely got that feeling of the crowd into it. And you know, that's I'll go back to that Ricochet uh, Will Ospreay match. Even though I wasn't there um, physically, watching it, you could hear the crowd into it. So when you hear the crowd get into a match, you can't help but feel get into it as well. So. Yeah, the crowd, heavily into it. Makes a big difference. Makes a massive difference with your uh, enjoying of the match. And yet we we did see there aren't many people in the crowd thanks to, uh, unfortunately, COVID restrictions. Um, They do have the... These matches were recorded in front of the crowd in a small enough area where you can only have X amount of people in there. So uh, the crowd that was there, I was there live with you there, Elliot, and they were quite vocal. So they were into this match and it really comes across the screen. Yeah. Once again, great match. Can't say um, anything more about it. Um, After the match. uh, Alex wearing Batman stuff. I'm all for it. Big Batman guy here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he um, he was definitely owning the uh, the gimmick of Batman. After the match, we um, I think 
Sean, can we say that, you know, the podcast is now as seen on Fight TV? Oh, you better believe it. So not only do you get to hear our sweet dulcet tones each and every week, but now you can put a face to the name and to the voice. You got to see us on Fight TV. How excited were you, Elliot, to be on Fight TV? I was like, I was just thinking to myself, well, finally, I can put that little uh, little writing underneath the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast saying, as seen on Fight TV. Oh, well, let's get some business cards made up, hey? I think so, too. I think it's time to uh, head off a few sponsors. Um, yeah, we're going to the big time now. Oh, well, there, there's no stopping us. And after this, we, uh, we go to a promo from Fabian with the uh, beautiful backdrop. The Sydney Harbour Bridge um, seems like he's iconic. Yes, you're right. Iconic Sydney Harbour Bridge. Looks like he's still a little bit frustrated after his first loss there to Nate Carlo. Yeah, he um, look. I can understand. Obviously, it looks as though Fabian thinks a lot of himself. Seems a little down, a little frustrated. Um, obviously, as he says, he's a man of the world. That's, that's what he tells us. And with most international travel locked down at the moment, he must be frustrated having to sit at one place at the one time. Uh, if he's also losing in those times, it must be incredibly frustrating for him. Yeah, he um, lets us know here. He sends a message out to the Wrestle Strong Dojo locker room uh, stating that he's 1,000 times a wrestler, 1,000 times more beautiful, and 1,000 times more successful than any other wrestler in the Wrestle Strong Dojo locker, um, obviously, with the exception of Nate Carlo, because Nate Carlo did beat him. So, yeah. I do like his confidence. I don't like his math skills. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, then after this, we see a quick little promo of someone that we're expecting to see in the Rumble in the Rig, uh, Odyssey. Yeah, we did hear from Odyssey um, in commentary recently on Russell Strong Dojo. Uh, I really enjoyed her commentary. I really enjoyed her insights on what she was going to, uh, what she could see in the ring. So now we've got a, now we've got a little bit more of a taste of what's to come. Um, I like how they're building to this rumble. I'm, I'm excited. This is the best build since the, uh, the inaugural heavyweight championship. That title, that tournament. To get to that. And we saw what happened when that culminated at the end with an, an amazing match. So I'm looking forward to this rumble. All these new people, all the people that have declared their intentions for it, this rumble in the rig's going to be big. The thing is too, Sean, is that a lot of these wrestlers that we're seeing, we're going to be seeing them for the very first time at the rumble. So there's going to be an anticipation of, you know, what what are we going to expect from these wrestlers? And they are showing us some really good little insights or these little promos, but yeah, definitely can't wait to watch that rumble. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. It's, it's going to be great. So keep your eyes on these screens, guys, because this rumble, it's only around the corner. Yeah, then next we go into another match, which uh, saw Fabian. Hold on, Fabian? Fabian? It seems everyone's uh, getting a little bit confused on how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, I think he gets confused every couple of weeks too. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm not the only one. So... We see Fabian taking on the problem child, Jake Gibson, in a match that went six minutes, 13 seconds, which saw Jake Gibson pick up the victory when he was able to hit that overdose DDT after a, uh, after a little bit of a low blow there while the referee wasn't uh, watching. 
the ref can't see it. The ref can't call it. Jake Gibson, the problem child himself, uh, up against Fabian. Fabian, however, the uh, the the man from Milan or wherever he was from this week. So, however, he pronounces that. Uh, I loved the match. I, I thought we saw some very interesting holds, interesting reversals, uh, a couple of great. We saw a way to get an, that. Uh, Fabian managed to get a hammerlock on yeah. in between the ropes, through the ropes, as a way of getting out of one. Sensational. I loved it. Uh, if I was a wrestler, I'd be writing that down to try and figure out how we did it myself. A, to put it on, and B, to know how to get out of it. Fantastic move there. But uh, the commentary did a good job of explaining that while Jay Gibson is in the uh, junior heavyweight, he's probably right on the cusp of not being a junior heavyweight. He definitely, I'd say he cuts weight to make that because he's a, he's a stocky guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a good build on him, good muscular. And Fabian is a big lad. I mean, we were both live, live there for this match. We could see the size of the boy as he was coming in. Oh, man, really. Uh, so a lot of big moves, a lot of heavy moves. Uh, I was impressed with both. Fabian didn't look a step behind, but he I noticed inconspicuous from her absence was Mercy Divine. Not there in his corner this time. Uh, no good for him either because Jake managed to use his goal to get that win. Yeah, um, echo your your comments there. It was this was a great match. Um, it did feel like uh, a heavyweight um, match because, as you mentioned before, Jake, although he is a junior, he does I think he's just on the cusp there of heavy. Um, there were a lot of heavy, heavy strikes, heavy slams as well, and uh, yeah, very very good match from these two. Would have liked to have maybe you know, not seen the finish play out the way that it did. Um, Cause I think it could have been a really great match had it not been for Jake getting the victory the way he did. But I guess that's what you just come to expect from a Jake Gibson match. Yeah, would, would you expect any less or any more? Well, I mean, considering the last um, couple of matches, he's been able to pick up the victory without dirty tactics. So yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that point. After the match, we see Jack Hellering once again go over his, I guess, his grand plan. We've, we saw a little bit of it with Nate Carlo, um, him being able to recruit him and uh, giving us an idea of what we could expect later on down the track. Yeah, very interesting. So Jake, Jack Hellering, uh, leader of the solution, he told us, he warned us earlier on that there's people, that there's problems and that they are the solution. Now, we saw already he's got Nate Carlo involved with the solution. A change in character or a change in perspective from Nate Carlo, who knows? But he did put us, Jack Hellering put us on notice. And I have, a, I have this feeling. Is it, Nate Carlo isn't the last person we're going to see under the umbrella of solution. No, because we actually see... Uh... Jack Hellering take a phone call uh, during this. We don't know who it is, but it sounds like he may have someone else that he's going to be recruiting uh, to his little stable that he's got going on. Watch this space. Are they disgruntled? Uh, WrestleStrong Dojo roster members. Are they new people coming in? Who knows? And after, 
after that little Jack Hellering uh, promo, we get um, more tips to train like Terrible. Have you been keeping up there, Elliot? Doing your um, your best Mexican luchador? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming. No, no, not all luchadors are Mexican. But doing your best Mexican luchador training regime. Well, um, I wanted to try the one last week. Unfortunately, I don't own a pair of rollerblades. Um, so that one was a little bit difficult for me to try. But, hey, as I said, I'm trying all these I'm trying to find someone to stretch. No one wants me to stretch them the way that Terrible did. So, um, look, I'm trying my best. But um, this particular one, I don't know if anyone would want to be um, helping me out with, that's for sure. No. um, Well, he seems to be pretty limber. Uh, Pad work is quite important. Now, I've done a fair bit of combat sports myself, and pad work is very important to get your timing right. And it just seemed, uh, well... El Mas had his timing right. Poor Pat Holder, not so much. No, um, I was. I think the Pat Holder might have expected a different kind of kick, though. It looked as though I were going to get a big drop kick from um, El Mas, but instead he um, hit the super kick, which sort of wasn't really um, in the direction of the pads. Well, the the Pat Holder, he looks about six foot five. He probably didn't think someone could kick that high. Um, Look, El Mas seemed to be pretty limb before it, and uh, he still's fine. So, who are we to question his training regime? Look, I'm I'm interested to see what other tips and tricks uh, El Mas has for us later on down the track. So, definitely looking forward to see what everyone's favorite uh, favorite Mexican wrestler has in store for us. I am too. And so after that, we go into a promo from Adam Fakar, where he's he's essentially saying he knows what he's going to expect from Banjo, acknowledging that Banjo is a hard hitter. Um, but yeah, obviously he's ready for the uh, champion versus championship match. Yeah. Uh, Adam is our first and, and only heavyweight champion we've seen in WrestleStrong Dojo so far. He is ready to take on all comers and this would be a big challenge for him since he's become champion. Uh, Banjo continues to improve uh, He's doing amazing things So I can see He's a serious character Adam uh, When he says he's taking this fight seriously I believe him Well look um, Banjo has been working very hard um, Within Wrestle Strong Dojo um, They mention it in the commentary uh, They talk about how he's been able to Put on weight as well And I guess we get a bit of a glimpse Into how he goes about gaining that weight and I must say for people if you are looking for health advice on how to actually gain weight I wouldn't be following what Banjo um, is doing because he gave a bit of a demonstration of the lengths he's willing to go to Um, what did you think of this Sean? Well once again just like El Masterible and his training techniques who are we to question the nutrition of Banjo Powers I mean this guy's the champ. He's done nothing but improve consistently. I mean, hey, could just be armor milk and a crap load of protein powder. Um, was there something else that I missed that he threw in there too? Uh, oats. A whole bag of uh, oats. A whole bag of oats. A whole bag of dis- digestive problems by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'm not going to lie. I was giggling. 
No, it was and he looked as though he was uh he had the old shrine of banjo powers behind him as well. Um but look, he looked as though he was struggling to get it down. He eventually did get it down, but um had to go off camera briefly by the looks of it towards the end of it. Who knows? I did I didn't get to see. We heard, we don't know. We all we heard. We didn't get any vision. So he, he might have kept it all down. Who knows? He, he might have just had it might have been his dog in the background. <coughs> after this and then after this we go straight into the match uh champion versus champion uh this is from the halloween show uh that Russo strong dojo had and from the looks of it we had the riddler versus judge for car in a match that went nine minutes five seconds which saw adam for victorious albeit thanks to the outside interference from jake gibson um you know talked about I mentioned the last match could have been a, you know, really perfect match had it not been for the way that it finished. This match I was thoroughly enjoying. We saw a lot of chops, some slaps, some knees, the headbutts. There was just all the markings of a great match. Um, unfortunately ruined thanks to one particular individual. Um, I don't know. What did you think, Sean? I want to lay it out right now. The Riddler is my favourite villain of all comic books. So kudos to you, Banjo. Well done. Well done. Loved it. Great entrance. Uh, we see Adam came out as the judge. Halloween show. Crowd was pumped and for it. We did see Jake Gibson ringside with his uh, tag team partner from the headliners. Um, it is a bit of an insurance policy at the side, obviously, for Banjo. Not just so much him having his back, but just in case. And we did see that come into fruition in the end, but what a match. I loved it. The guys were, we talk about often hard hitting in these matches. Perfect example was this match. Those guys really laid into each other. They let them have it both both sides of it. But Banjo definitely, he wanted to show that he didn't just belong in the junior heavyweights. He was there to compete for it all. And he really impressed me. I'm going to say it right now, season two plus season one, I think Banjo is slowly becoming the MVP of this show. 100% agree with you. Um, in this particular match, uh, we saw we saw a fire from a wrestler that I don't think we've seen yet in WrestleStrong Dojo on Fight TV. And it was quite clear that Banjo wasn't there just to compete. Banjo was there to win. And he brought that determination to the ring. You just saw from a lot of the strikes. And in my opinion, it looked like he was probably probably on top of Adam for a lot of this match, thanks to all of those strikes and his uh, quickness around the ring. But look, if I could, I just, I can't, get, I can't not mention the way that it finished, unfortunately. So, yeah. No, look, I, I understand. I understand where you're going with it. And see, Adams, as we did, as you said, Banjo was on top for large sections of this match. It just goes to show how determined he was. This was his opportunity for the heavyweight shot. He wanted to grab it with both hands, and he did. He did everything he could. But Adams not the champion by accident. The man's a competitor. The man's smart, and he used his championship now. He latched on the retribution. He was going to get that win, and it would have been a fine win over a fine competitor if it hadn't been for Jake Gibson. Look, and I do wonder, um, 
for someone like Adam, where you know first title defense, um, he was he was essentially on his way to victory, only for only for outside interference to come in and give his first victory as champion uh, by disqualification. Probably won't sit well with the guy. I got a chance to interview him, and he does sound like he is a fighting champ. He wouldn't have liked the way that they finished. So hopefully Adam, maybe later on down the track, tries to rectify um, that particular result because I'd love to see these two in the ring again. I'm with you 100%, Elliot. I would love to see this match again. Um, Obviously, not the result. Well, not the finish that Adam would have liked. Mm. The result, he probably still will like with his hand raised. But uh, he's a man of pride. He's a man of uh, conviction. He would have really, really wanted that to actually finish fair and square in the middle of the ring. But unfortunately, that wasn't up to him. Um, but he still had a... He's a champion. He did what champions do. He held on to that title. He did. Um, as I said, great match. Obviously, finish. Can't change that. But this match was fantastic. Probably um, up there as one of the matches of um, the season, I'd say. Oh, matches of the season, matches of all WrestleStrong Dojo so far. Loved it. Uh, fantastic effort. We were both there live to see that, mm. and we were both in awe of what was happening. Great match. Yes, fantastic match. And I don't want to sound like I'm hopping on the soapbox of, uh, of complaining because I'm going to sound like um, whoa, 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 settle down. I didn't know I was doing a podcast with Shane Saul. <laughs> you know, I'm going to mention the guy, okay? Because the thing is, is that I've been really hard on Shane Saul, and I do understand how it may come across. But recently, watching Strong Dojo on Fight TV, um, haven't seen much of Shane Saul, which is probably a good thing. But at the same time, probably seeing more of... Uh, Jake Gibson doing things that's really uh, taking away from my enjoyment of uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Um, I'm the type of person, I, when I watch my professional wrestling, I like to see results. I like to see results decided by uh, the wrestlers with no outside interference, dirty tactics. It seems that every time Jake Gibson is on TV, trouble follows. And it's just... As someone who enjoys watching Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV, it's uh, really starting to get me. And I just, the thing is that the guy hasn't lost in a while. So he's winning at the same time. And that irks me a little bit. That's the thing. You can't question his tactics when he's getting the results. If he was to lose every week, every single week, you go, what are you doing, Jacobs? And this is obviously not working for you. This is working for him. So as frustrated as you are with it, proof is in the pudding i don't like it as much as you do but i have to deal with it well hopefully he gets his comeuppance next week um, as we're going to see the first match in the semi-final of the uh, wrestle strong dojo tag team championship tournament uh, it's going to see the headliners take on the mystic nation a match where you know i'll be definitely cheering on the mystic nation um, hopefully they can hear me from my house cheering for them. Um, definitely looking forward to that match. No, it'll, it'll be a great match. Um, we're getting to see, this is the tag team tournament. So we've already had the first light heavyweight champion, or sorry, junior heavyweight champion 
we've already had the first heavyweight champion decided. Now we get to see the tag team championships up for grab. And we've already seen some great tag team matches. I mean, that uh, we were talking about Banjo before doing so well. We're talking about Adam Fakar doing so well. We've seen great tags with Adam Fakar and Dean Draven versus Genghis Kong and Elmas Terrible. We saw Banjo Powers and Elmas Terrible against Dean Draven and Ryoku Dingo Dog. Great matches so far. I want to see more of that kind of stuff and I want to see it for going for gold. Yes. Um, as I said, this is one of the semi-final matches um, for the tag team championship. So definitely looking forward to it. We've seen uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo have these tournaments and we've seen the quality um, of the matches as we do get to the business end of those particular tournaments. And this match is going to be no different. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it just as you are, Liam. Yeah, so that's um, finishing up the show once again. Um, that is the last show for 2020 that we're uh, watching for Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Obviously, the next time you hear us will be in 2021. Yep, and I just hope everyone's had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, for those of you who don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you've had a wonderful new year. I hope nothing but the best for you in 2021. That's for all all the wrestlers, all the production staff, all the management, and all the fans out there, and especially to you too, Elliot. Oh, thank you very much, Sean. Um, yeah, once again, I'd also like to say thank you on behalf of Sean and I for anybody who has taken the time to download and listen to us talk about Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Really do appreciate it. Really do appreciate people sharing the podcast. Um, you know, Sean and I were just fans of the the promotion. Uh, we obviously enjoy talking about it and uh, for people to actually take the time to download and listen to us talk about it. Thank you so much. And I wish you nothing but the best uh, for everybody in 2021 and you as well, Sean. Thank you very much, Elliot. No worries. Anyway, once again, happy new year, everybody. And we'll catch you next year. So long guys. <laughs>